What are some of the early mistakes that people make in their marketing that tend to last for a very long time and make their marketing inefficient? I'm Eric Soper, host of the Clarity Business Design Show. And in this episode, we are going to talk about some of those early mistakes and how to avoid them. Let's roll the intro and get started. Marketing, advertising, and business have never been more accessible in history, and it only gets better every year. But it's hard work, overwhelming, and easy to fall down a distracted path. I'm Eric Soper. Stop marketing to yourself. You are not your customer. And I'm here to help you design for success in your systems, your digital presence, your strategy, and your brand positioning. Come along and we'll walk the road of the entrepreneur together, whether you are an entrepreneur yourself or a marketing titled professional. Welcome to the Clarity Business Design Show. Thanks for joining us here on the Clarity Business Design Show, episode two. We're going to be talking about some of the early mistakes people make in their marketing. And I wanted to start by talking a little bit about the gut feeling that we get when we're looking at social media and looking at local businesses on social media, looking around at your maybe your competitors or your um, you know businesses near you, even your own social media, you might look at it and think, okay, something doesn't feel right. Something doesn't sound right. What's going on here? And I think that we as humans have a really intuitive sense these days about what feels salesy, what feels kind of out of place, but we might not always have, um, we might not always have the words to put to it. And one thing that frustrates me, I know in my marketing is when I look back after a few years or even just a week or two and look back at some of the content that I put out, I think, hmm, why did I write it that way? How could I write it better? And maybe you experience the same thing. Um, I think that it's easy to see the flaws in our own work more than it is to see the flaws in others' work sometimes, especially if you are any sort of creative, uh, be it a designer, copywriter, uh, maybe just a creative business person. You run a, you know, a traditional business, but you're looking at unique ways of approaching that business and you're trying to communicate with the people in your audience who could potentially buy from you and help your business succeed. But when you look back, it just doesn't feel on point. And so hopefully in this episode, we'll be able to cover a few tips that make that a little bit easier for you to approach and troubleshoot in your day-to-day marketing operations. One of the first things that comes to mind when I'm looking at um, how a website is written or how social media is written uh, is that it's really not speaking to the right intended recipient. In our AIM framework, which stands for Audience Image and Messaging, which we'll talk about in, in other episodes, we work with our clients to figure out who it is that they're trying to speak to, who it is that is most likely to buy from them. Um, typically, this is based off of previous experiences, previous customers. And we're trying to figure out what are they interested in hearing and what would they consider to be useful information. And when we start working with a customer, a lot of the times our audits of their writing show that the language just isn't written for their customer. It's not written for their prospects. It's written to make them feel good about themselves. It's written about them. And it's not what you might call marketing. It's really more in the veins of advertising. And we'll talk about the distinction between advertising and marketing in another episode. But for for the present conversation, if you're not writing to 
educate or entertain or encourage your audience, then you're probably writing about you, who you are, who your staff is, um, are you, is your business open or not? Is it closed or not? And particularly on social media, this becomes troublesome because on social media, it's easy to reach people who just don't care about what you're saying right then and there. What you're trying to do typically with social media, in my experience and opinion, is create a stream of consciousness for your business that reaches people periodically, multiple touch points, multiple opportunities and exposures of your business to your prospects that make it easier for them to subconsciously understand what it is that you're offering and why they might want to buy from you. What you want to avoid when you're in social media or really any sort of marketing effort is coming across in a way that repulses the people who actually would normally buy from you. And it's going to take some time to figure out what exactly that is and possibly some investment into split testing, into running pay-per-click ads such as Google ads or Facebook ads. But you can gauge some of this by the level of engagement your content gets or the types of comments you get from people about your content offline. One of the first mistakes that companies make when they're writing a social media post or an email blast or anything else that's supposed to be in the marketing vein rather than in the advertising vein is they start writing as if they are interested in the content, which they are, and as if their customers are equally interested in the content, which is not usually the case. And for that reason, you see a lot of writers on platforms such as LinkedIn talking about pattern interruptions. How do you stand out? How do you break the scrolling cycle and catch interest? And we can go into any number of theories about that, but once you have their attention, you need to keep it. And you won't keep it if they feel like they're being sold all the time, uh, sold to. They won't stick around if they are bored by what you're trying to talk about or if their eyes glaze over. And that's something that I've encountered several times in my networking events is talking about technical issues that people just, they, they sit there, they politely listen, but their eyes glaze over and they're waiting for me to shut up and sit down. And on social media, you don't have that luxury. You don't get to finish what you're saying because they'll scroll right past. And so you want to keep things interesting can be hard to know exactly what your most impactful audience wants to see from your company without receiving direct feedback. So it's a good idea to start asking the people who regularly engage. If you get someone who's always liking your content or someone who you uh, can trust to keep an eye on your content regularly, put it at the top of their notifications and give you feedback on it. If you are able to ask them what they think and what they want to know more about, then that can give you insight into what you should keep writing about. But you should absolutely not assume that what you know is what people want to hear. There are lots of ways that you can validate your information. You can look at what other people are writing about in the same subject. You can look at how other writers approach the topics and how they break the information down in a way that people seem to resonate with. Simply doing a Google search for the topic that you want to write about can yield the top results according to the algorithm. And with algorithms becoming more and more human as the years march on, the algorithms 
should give you a pretty accurate representation of, at the very least, what structure of information seems to be working for people's retention. Until your audience tells you directly what they want to hear from you, however, there are a few ways you can get started. You can either educate, generally speaking, share something that your audience may find essential to finding success in what they want to achieve, what you typically help them with. And if you're able to educate them, at least in a fundamental way, they can start seeing you as the expert to go to in that field. You can encourage them. You can inspire your audience to take action in something that they already have the capacity to do. Maybe they don't think that they have the time for it, but if they are encouraged, they might make the time for it. Uh, and you can entertain. You know, your sense of humor, obscure facts, uh, memes. There are many effective ways that can add entertainment value to the content. The key is to find an overlap between your personal authenticity and what your target audience enjoys. That can be a little bit challenging, uh, but if you've spent enough time with your customers, maybe face-to-face -face or on the phone, think about the person who kind of embodies one of your best favorite customers and what makes them laugh, what makes them interested, what seems insightful to them, and write as if you're speaking to them, trying to attract more of them through your content. Another mistake that is commonly made is writing sales pitches or calls to action into literally everything. Unless you're in e-commerce, it's highly unlikely that a social media post, a single post will prompt a purchase. I've found that in my own business, uh, a coffee business that I have, but it also ties back to the idea of wanting to create a stream of consciousness on social media. Social media is not a money machine for most people. Social media can be, but until you have established success, your job is for social media to reflect personality and reflect what your audience needs to see in order to feel like you're a good fit. And it's going to be hard to do that with your audience if you're constantly pitching to them. If you're saying, hey, sign up for my newsletter. Hey, buy our new service. Hey, we are having a sale. Every single post or every other post, until you've earned permission to really make that ask, it's probably better to write around it. One way you can think about it is, imagine that social media, every post on social media is going to be seen by somebody new. Even if you're not getting new viewers, imagine that someone could jump in to your social media stream at any given time and hear one thing from you and make a snap judgment about your company based on that. Now imagine that you're that person. If you found a new brand and you jumped into their social media and you looked at a single post and it, it, all it said was, we have a new service, sign up here. Would you stay invested in that? Would you still listen to what they have to say? Would you try and read more? Or would you leave? Would you back out? I don't know you. I don't know what most people would do, but I do feel that most people, when all they see is a sales pitch, shut down especially after years of terrible commercials on television, of even worse commercials appearing on social media in recent years. It's just people tune it out. 
And you don't want to be tuned out if you're a business trying to do marketing on a channel like social media or any other platform. So think about how you might creatively word something to not seem salesy. And if you're sending them to another destination outside of social media, asking them maybe to join your newsletter, give them something in exchange, give them a tool, give them a community, give them something that they can tangibly take and work with, take action on without having to make any single purchase. And I'm sure that your business will see an uptick of interested email subscribers. Now, following this logic, you also don't want to put a call to action in every single post. You do want there to be something tied in to every single post, almost every single post that is interesting about your company that reflects personality or reflects values, reflects what it is that you actually do. Sometimes it needs to be more explicitly, explicitly stated. But remember that high volume social media is, you know, it's a fire hose of information. It's not the best place for direct pitches of any sort, whether it's a free pitch, hey, download my white paper, or it's a, a sales pitch, hey, buy our new service, that really should be reserved for a more personal follow-up. Once they've given you an email address, once they've messaged you directly in the DMs, um, and if your high-value marketing channels can funnel people into those avenues, you can start working on a higher ratio of basically entertainment and education and pitches. In the meantime, on your high-volume social media channels and your high-volume email list, you might consider a three-to-one ratio of posts without CTAs, calls to action. Every fourth post in a three-to-one ratio would be a pitch of some sort. Ultimately, the key is earning permission to pitch. And so your content, as long as it's following those three E's, educate, encourage, or entertain, can be a great way to really refine your broad audience into the narrow audience of people who are likely to purchase from you. One thing that comes up in many content marketing discussions is quote unquote, adding value. This is a term that's been a little bit overused in the recent years, the last five years or so. Right before COVID hit, in uh, 2018, 2019, it was the buzzword. You got to add value to your content. You got to add value to your interactions. What is value? Value is in the eye of the beholder. And so it's really hard to put a broad definition out there, which is why uh, we might talk about, again, those three E's. We might look at those as the guidelines for how to interpret what your audience already knows, already has to work with, or already wants from you that you know of, and putting more of that into your content and fleshing out a way to really get into their mind space, really show them that you understand their approach and what they're trying to deal with. This is going to be something that you'll want to work with, maybe a sampling of your audience, and uh, possibly a marketing consultant or marketing coach to really identify what those things are. But you can at the very least start with taking a step back from what you're currently writing, asking yourself, am I pitching too much? Am I trying to sell? Am I trying to get people to take action rather than entertaining them? And moving from there and structuring your funnel to instead offer the pitches and the CTAs inside of the email marketing follow-up or inside of the direct messages. I am someone who also struggles with this. I 
Um, I don't do a ton of social media. I haven't up to this point. I'm trying to do more. And so this is something that we can all do better. I'm not trying to say like, I've got this figured out. I'm not trying to say I'm the best at doing this, but I recognize that it's a problem that I want to address. And I'm hoping that you'll be interested in coming along for that journey. So in summary, there are a few major things that you can do to improve on what might be a fundamental mistake that a lot of new marketers or new entrepreneurs make, and then it becomes a habit that sticks with them for years. Start with writing for your customer rather than for yourself. Think about how you might entertain, encourage, or educate them. Write fewer pitches in your content on a regular basis. Do keep pitching. You do need to pitch in order to um, get some sort of sales momentum, but you don't have to do it in every single item that you put out there. Find a medium that is appropriate to your style, your voice, your tone, and communicate authentically as best you can to your most impactful audience that way without any expectation of action. Let people engage and have fun and have a good virtual relationship with your business before they start putting money on the table. And evaluate what is important to your audience and start writing about that in order to add real value to your content. Don't just write what you think is valuable because you have to quote unquote add value. Maybe talk with your customers, talk with your prospects, see what really is helpful to them on a daily basis, ask them what you know what they're consuming from other sources and try centering your content around that. Thanks for listening to episode two of the Clarity Business Design Show. I'd love to hear your feedback on uh, any questions you might have around this subject matter or other content you'd like to hear from us. Feel free to send an email to hello at claritybusiness.design with podcast and your comment or question in the subject line. And if you would like to be a part of our Clarity marketing community, our group coaching community that we're starting here uh, through our private Slack channel in January 2022, visit community.claritybusiness.design to sign up for free and get right in there on that email list. Thanks again for listening. I'm Eric Soper. This is the Clarity Business Design Show, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.